2: So you may have started noticing that there's some strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not actually beer. It's mountain spring water from the Alps and it's called liquid death. Why is this water called liquid death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They'll also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. See, what you may not know is that most plastic isn't actually recyclable anymore, and the plastic you throw in a recycling bin actually just gets sent to a landfill because it's not profitable to recycle. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. So go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee. Or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with our store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday, P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. That's liquiddeath.com packaday.
0: 20 minutes a day.
1: 65 days a year. This is the Pack A Day
2: Podcast. What's up friends? Welcome back to the Pack-A Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL gonna do a quicker episode today since the game is at 8: 30 in the morning gonna release this one at about midnight um, and just do kind of a quick breakdown I'm also gonna do sort of a gut reaction video right after the game so make sure to look out for that as well but just gonna go through my 10 keys to this game and then a final prediction let me just start by saying I'm incredibly excited about this game I know it's It's Packers-Giants, right? It's not exactly a barn burner. I know it's, you know, both teams are three and one. Uh, I don't think the Packers have played a particularly great brand of football so far through four games. I think the Giants have overachieved with their record, but I think this is just a fun matchup. And I'm really excited uh, for A, the Packer fans that are in London that are going to be able to get to witness this game uh, in person. And uh, I just think it's a really great experience for the Packers, their fans. and And I'm really excited to see how Green Bay sort of responds to the travel and going to London and everything like that. But I have to say, I think the Packers have handled this entire experience so far uh, with just flying colors and what Mark Murphy's doing over there. And, like, you just see all these different, you know, Packers Everywhere events and even what, like, Cheesehead TV has done, like – if you haven't been living vicariously through everything that's been going on through London, like, I don't know what to tell you. It's just been really cool to see. I've been asked all week, like, do you regret not going to London for the game? And kind of like for the majority of it, I'm like, nah, I kind of like, you know, understand my decision and things like that. And like, now I'm just like, yeah, I probably should have gone and whatever. Like, I'm just excited for the game and I'm excited for everyone over there that gets to witness it. So hopefully the Packers can pay that off with a big win against the Giants. But enough about that. Let's go over the actual keys to this game because as cool as this experience, is. And as fun as it is to see the Packers uh, interact with everyone in London and play in London, uh, they still have business to take care of, right? And they have to go in and beat a team that, let's be fair, they are superior to. And that doesn't mean that they're going to win. It doesn't mean that the Giants can't come away with an upset, but the the Packers are the better football team. Uh, But there's a reason they play the games, right? So here are my 10 quick keys to the game. Number one is how does Green Bay handle the travel? And normally I would say, it doesn't matter because both teams had to travel. Both teams have to deal with it. There's not really an advantage for one team over the other. But Green Bay has had struggles. And I mentioned this on Happy Hour. Like, Green Bay has struggled with, like, West Coast trips, like, going to San Francisco, like, going to, to you know, play the Chargers. Back like, they... That's been a struggle. So, like, who knows how they're going to handle this major flight? Like, can they show up? Can they get up early in the game? And uh you know, really, you know, not have that just laying of an egg early in the game, like we've seen in some of those West Coast trips in the Matt Lafleur era. So, I do really want to see how Green Bay handles the travel and just handles playing a very early, like what would normally be an early game in Central Time for them. So, that's number one on my list. Clearly, number two is stopping Saquon Barkley. I think everyone uh, on every podcast, on every blog, on every major media outlet, it has been topic one A. I think Matt LaFleur has answered, you know, hundreds of questions about it so far. This is going to be the key to this game. There's no question about it. Because if, like, I I actually legitimately think that there's a world in which Saquon could go for like 180 and Green Bay still wins the game, I think that's within the realm of possibility. But if Saquon is under wraps, like, there's no, there's no uh, avenue for success for the Giants. There just isn't. So you stop Saquon, you get a win. You don't stop Saquon, you have a chance, but obviously the odds go way down in that situation. So you know, Green Bay is going to have to commit numbers. They're going to have to stop the run. They're going to have to focus, focus, focus on it very differently than they did against New England in a very similar scenario a week ago. Now, the good news New England's offensive line and coaching and just all of it is much more crisp and sound than what the Giants is. It's not to say the Giants is bad. They're very well coached and they're going to get some yardage as well. And Saquon's just a very special player. And that's the equalizer, right? Sure, the Patriots offensive line is better, but Saquon is also way better than what, you know, any, anything New England had to offer. So they're going to have to put an extra guy in the box. I don't think there's any question about that. And then it's, you know, up to the corners to kind of really live up to expectations on the outside and take, you know, take out a couple of Giants wide receivers that, let's just be fair, aren't exactly lighting the, the world on fire either. Number three, and I mentioned this on my scouting report yesterday, beware Dexter Lawrence. Number 97 for the Giants, playing like an absolute freak inside. Looks like a man-possessed he is going to give this offensive line trouble. Josh Myers, Royce Newman, all of them are going to have to have a very, very big game. And I think it's, uh, maybe it's not Newman, right? We don't know who's going to start. Maybe Elton gets to start at right guard or left guard and running moves. Maybe Nyman's at right tackle. We don't know quite yet, but who's ever out there, this is going to be a major concern. Like, There's very few guys for the Giants. Like when I always look at like, all right, if you're a coordinator, who are you losing sleep over at night? There's two players in this game, right? It's Saquon Barkley and it's Dexter Lawrence. Make sure Dexter Lawrence gets the double teams when possible. Make sure Saquon Barkley, you're committing extra guys in the box. If you can take those two guys and limit their success, you are way ahead of the game and you're going to probably win pretty darn easy. Number four, I talked about a little bit yesterday as well, how mobile is Daniel Jones? Because if he's not mobile, it takes a huge part of their arsenal away from them. If he is mobile, you're going to have to make sure that you're, you know, containing the backside and it becomes a really big sort of guessing game at times. And just, you have to really be sound with what you're trying to do defensively because, if you commit a guy to sort of hold Daniel Jones on the back end, usually that means there's going to be a cut back lane for Saquon Barkley, which you do not want to do. But if you commit to Saquon and you know Daniel Jones gets around on a bootleg naked and he's mobile enough... Uh, all of a sudden, you know, he has the ability to pick up some serious yardage. He's got good speed normally, um, or you're allowing him all day to pass because there's nobody committed to him. So it's going to be a little bit of a game. I think Chicago actually did a really good job in the second half of kind of figuring it out and hopefully putting a blueprint out there for Green Bay. So I guess, thanks Chicago. That feels weird to say. Uh, but I do think they, they did some really unique stuff or not even unique, but they just figured out the formula a little bit in the second half. And I think Green Bay is going to be able to use that. But But if Daniel Jones is not mobile, it may not matter anyway. I don't know about everyone listening, but after a long day of work, I just need to come home to a nice, refreshing tall boy to ease my stress. I actually just had three or four last night if I'm being honest. No, not those tall boys. A refreshing, tall can of liquid death was exactly what I needed. If you've noticed a new Tall Boy can in the water section that looks like a beer or an energy drink, it's actually Liquid Death, a mountain spring water from the Alps that comes in still, sparkling, or in three different flavors. Try the lime, trust me. Why is the water called Liquid Death, you ask? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall Boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. There's just something special about grabbing an ice-cold can of Liquid Death, hearing the pop when you open it, and quenching your thirst with the best tasting still or sparkling water on the market. I honestly could not go back to bottles even if I wanted to. As I mentioned, I can't recommend the Sparkling Lime Liquid Death enough. It has the perfect lime flavor to go with a crisp, refreshing finish. It's also the best water to mess with just about everyone you know, as they probably think you're chugging a beer in your car or a work meeting at about 9am. Seriously, guys, check this product out. I've been absolutely loving it, and I know you will too. Go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or hy or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com packaday. That's liquiddeath.com packaday. Number five is, can the Packers' offensive line settle down? And this has been a rough start to the season for this group. Now, there have been guys in and out. They get Jenkins back, then they get Bakhtiari back. Jenkins is playing out of position. Bakhtiari's working off some rust. Royce Newman's moving from right tackle to right guard. You've got Yash Nyman and David Bakhtiari alternating. Like, can you just take a deep breath and whoever it is, whatever group they put out there, can we see a little bit more calm, a little bit more sturdiness from an offensive line that if everyone gets back now and everyone's healthy, should be pretty darn good. It hasn't been yet. So I really want to see this offensive line take a step in the right direction. I'm not asking for perfection yet, but if they can just be a neutral rather than the negative grades that they've put up every single game through four weeks so far, that will be a huge step in the right direction and should give Green Bay, quite frankly, a huge opportunity to win the game as well. Same sort of similar sentiment here towards Devondre Campbell is can he have a step in the positive direction? I want to erase any doubts right now. Devondre Campbell has not been bad. He's been fine. There's like he is playing solid football. Has he missed some tackles? Yes. Has he been the player that we saw a season ago? No. I do think he still has the ability to be that all pro caliber linebacker. I think this team needs to do a better job of playing team defense. If you set the edges better, funnel things inside, that's gonna make things easier on Kenny Clark and company. Those guys, if they're eating their blocks up front, Devondre and Quay then are going to be able to fly to the football. I just think this team needs to play better team football. I think when they do that, Devondre is going to eat and he's going to see a lot more success. So, um, But he still needs to take a step too. He can't be missing tackles. He didn't like at all a season ago. He struggled with it a little bit so far this year. That needs to get cleaned up and he just has the ability to play at a higher level. I want to see that in this game. Number seven, we could say every week, but I want to put an extra emphasis on it this week can you get out of this game healthy, at least as healthy as possible? And the reason I say that is you've got a long trip over to London. You know, you're coming off an overtime game a week ago against the Patriots that adds extra snaps and extra wear and tear on the body. Then you go all the way to to London and then you're playing on a different surface. That's not their normal surface uh, that Tottenham plays on. And it's just all of it combined. You're playing at what the eight thirty in the morning to their normal body's you know internal clock. Like so, this is not a time they're used to playing. They're playing on a four like a surface that doesn't get used very often on a non natural grass that they're not used to. After flying overseas, after a tough overtime game a week ago, that is a lot of just wear and tear and like these players are just set on a routine, 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 routine. Their bodies are going through a lot of non-routine activities right now. And that is always scary from an injury standpoint. I just want to see this team get out of this game as healthy as they possibly can. No ACLs, no, you know, any of that stuff. And if they can do that, honestly, I might even consider that a bigger win than actually the game in and of itself. Cause this is just one of those situations where. If you're not careful, things could go very wrong. And I mean, like, even if they're careful, things could go wrong. There's nothing they can really do differently. But it just is one of those games that I worry about injuries very much so. Number 8, they have to be sound in their blitz pickups. Wink Martindale, extremely smart coach. He's probably imagined more, dream, you know, you know, blitzes in his dreams than uh, most coordinators uh even have in their playbook. So, he's he's going to, you know, bring the kitchen sink at times. You don't know what he's going to do at any given moment. And I do think he's going to come after Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's just, you know, there's always a reverence for Aaron Rodgers and what he can do if you blitz him, but I don't think Wink's going to stay back and just be like, "Yeah, I'm going to, you know, let Aaron be comfortable." I think he's going to come after him and Green Bay's like their their offensive linemen are gonna to have to communicate. And if you've got guys switching around again, which we don't know if they will or won't be, but that could be a, a you know extra, you know, opportunity for communication errors. Uh your your tight ends have got to be very aware in blitz pickups and so do your running backs. So going to be a big game for that. Number nine, attack Evan Neal. Andrew Thomas playing pretty darn good football so far this season. Evan Neal has the opportunity to be attacked a little bit more. First round rookie out of Alabama, good player, not quite good yet. It takes these offensive linemen time to transition into the NFL. Rashawn Gary should be over him the vast majority of the game, and it wouldn't surprise me if we saw another couple huge plays from Rashawn Gary, especially if he gets to eat over Evan Neal for the majority of the game. And then last but not least, I want to see Matt LaFleur do a little bit of the heavy lifting in this game. His guys are tired from an overtime game a week ago. They've just flown overseas and we've talked about all the differences and the changes. His team is much more talented. They have the way better quarterback. They've got, you know, arguably the better offensive line. They've got better wide receivers in this game. They've got a better defense. They've got bigger playmakers on the defense. You know, all of it. They just have the better team. I want to see him put specifically his offense in a position to get some serious points. I want him to out scheme things. I want him to, you know, scheme open some wide receivers. I want him to make sure this team is energized. And I want him like, hey, you know what? If it takes a flea flicker or some surprise play, a fake punt, a fake field goal, like something early in the game to get this team going and like woken up, like do that. Like that's okay. You can you can sort of, you know, bake in some of those things early in a game to get your team a little bit hyped and hopefully ready to go. And hopefully that probably pro Packer crowd going a little bit on Sunday, very early Sunday morning, Green Bay time as well. So quick recap. How do they handle travel? Stop Saquon. Beware Dexter Lawrence. How mobile is Daniel Jones? And be aware if he is mobile. Can the offensive line settle down? Let's get Devondre Campbell going. Stay healthy. Work on those blitz pickups. Attack Evan Neal and have Matt LaFleur do a little bit of the heavy lifting from a mental standpoint he's got the better team. I want to see this team be extremely well coached and get some opportunities in the offense or maybe even a trick play here or there to get some of those juices and energy flowing a little bit. Final prediction, Packers 27, Giants 13. I think it's gonna be another scrappy, ugly game a little bit early. I think Green Bay gets a late touchdown to pull away, but I think this is gonna be a little bit closer, 20 to 13, you know, heading into the late fourth quarter and then maybe a Daniel Jones pick six or, you know, Packers get a late touchdown to put things away, but a little bit scrappy, a little bit ugly, but 27, 13 Packers in the end. Thanks so much for joining me. I will be right back after the game with my gut reactions. So make sure to check that out and subscribe if you have not already. Please do that. I would greatly appreciate it. But until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go!